1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. We're previewing the Indiana-Ohio State game coming up on Saturday. Uh, The game kicks off at 3.30. It will be televised on ESPN, so check your local listings for that. Um, Set your DVRs, whatever you need to do to catch the game. Um, And we'll be joined uh, by TJ Inman here shortly. I'm your host Sammy Jacobs. Uh, We're going to go over uh, some a little a uh, uh, fun news coming out of Bloomington uh, with the launch of the new um, new uniforms for Nebraska next week. We'll touch on that a little bit, uh, and, but mostly we're going to focus on Ohio State coming up on Saturday. TJ, welcome to the show. How are you? Well, I'm
2: doing great, Sammy. It's a little bit of an odd week because it's a, a game that, um, you know, coming off of a, a win over Michigan State, you know, super pumped to see Indiana play again and continue that momentum but uh it is a little bit hard to to quantify what exactly that looks like against Ohio State who um to be to be frank has been the best team in the country so far uh this year. Now have they played the best competition? No. I mean Rutgers are the mess right now offensively. Uh Bowling Green their program has fallen apart really Tulane. lane. Or uh, Tulsa, excuse me, has, has not been quite what people thought they were going to be coming into the season. And Oklahoma, uh, you know, going there and winning is extremely impressive, no matter what you think of the Sooners. So, uh, you know, you can take the competition level for whatever you want, but Ohio State's been really, really good, and it, it's a tall task for Indiana to to even, you know, have a chance in the fourth quarter of this game on Saturday. So it's kind of an odd one to, to prepare for, and, um, uh, I, I am anxious to see how Indiana stacks up against a team as good as Ohio State and whether or not, not necessarily the outcome of the game, but the kind of performance that they can put together if they can have another good performance after playing well on Saturday. That will tell me a lot about uh, this team's ability to handle the success that they've had.
1: Yeah, and that's you know exactly right. Also, another thing, and this is more of a, a personal and, and probably from the fan side uh, two out of the four Ohio State games have been delayed. If we could avoid that, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, that's something that, uh, you know, nobody can control uh, other than maybe a stadium builder. Uh, if you put a roof on Ohio stadium, but um, you know, it, it is a tall task is it, it's, you know, Indiana has never won back to back weeks against ranked opponents. Um, at least through my research, if it's changed, you know, tweet me and, and let me know, but, uh, in 1987, they did beat Ohio, ranked Ohio State team at at the horseshoe. Um, played Minnesota in between, won that game, and then the next week um, after Minnesota beat a ranked Michigan team at home. So they have knocked off two consecutive uh, ranked teams that they've played. You know, again, you can't control you know whether or not a team is ranked when you play them. Uh, so you know, it, it's been a while since that has happened. And and you're right, TJ. Something you know, you've got after this, you've got what, seven games left, you know, and a long, uh, a lot of season to go. So, you know, you yeah. want to see a good effort. You want to see you, you want to see the lack of a hangover from the win from from Michigan State. It's how does IU handle success, and that does not necessarily mean right. uh, going into Columbus and, and beating the Buckeyes, but going into Columbus, putting on your your best effort, you know, playing your, your A-plus game and, and giving you a shot to win, um, and and finally just getting out of there healthy. Um, you know, last year's yeah. Ohio State game, you saw Nate Sudfeld and Jordan Howard uh, go down, and that really affected the next two games, uh, you know, Penn State especially, when he when didn't have Nate or Jordan. And that game, you know, if you had both of them, You know, it's a 29-7 game with IU playing the third-string quarterback for, you know, most of the second half, um, if not all of it. And, uh, you know, who knows if you have um, Jordan, Nate, maybe, uh, you know, the the defense doesn't run out of gas because the offense can put drives together, and that game could end up as a win. And then I I think Rutgers uh, was the next game. And I believe that, you know, if you had Jordan Howard that game, uh, that's a win it, it's you know the iu became one dimensional in, in that game and and didn't run the ball in the second half and couldn't kill the clock um mm-hmm. up by 20 whatever points they were with 17 minutes to go so uh, going in playing your best ball um you know and, and letting the chips fall where they might and, and getting out of their their healthy um and, and wilson had a great quote after either after the game or on Monday, is that they just wanted to get to the fourth quarter with a shot to win. And I think that's how they're going to play again this week. In terms of just if you get us to the fourth quarter with a shot to win, we trust our guys to get the job done. And that's where they were last year against Ohio State. Um, And even the year before that, when uh, Tevin absolutely had a, a fantastic game, um, so they they they've played the Buckeyes well. They're not going to be scared of Ohio State. Um, and, you know, I, Ohio State's not going to take this team easily either. I think, you know, Indiana's has uh, earned their respect um, with the way they've played since Kevin Wilson has been on campus. And, it, you know, they know if they take IU easily, it's a game that they can lose. It's you know, it, mm-hmm. Ohio State's very, very good. Um, I think TJ, you, you found the stat that they're outscoring opponents at home sixty-four to or sixty-one to four. So anytime yes. you can do that, it's impressive. It on average. doesn't matter. On average. Who you, yeah, on average, um, you know, yep. it does, It still doesn't matter who you, who you play. That's very impressive. So uh, let's go into some of the keys of the game, TJ. What what's your first uh, key to the game?
2: Uh, The first one for me is going to be slowing the run. Uh, Ohio State is, right now, you could make an argument they're the best rushing team in the country. Uh, They are, I mean, they've got a lot of capable runners, but as a team, they're averaging 332 yards per game. Third nationally, the two teams ahead of them are kind of uh, gimmicky option teams, which, you know, that doesn't mean they're not great rushing teams, but Ohio State more of a, traditional rushing attack, and they appear to be the best in the country at it. Uh, Incredibly efficient. They have not had a ton of huge rushes. It's just they are gaining kind of, you know, six, seven-yard chunks every time they take the ball. Uh, They've had the fewest runs stuffed in the entire country, which means that they are getting positive yards every single time uh, with the exception of I think that they're having like 2% 2% or 4%, something like that, of their runs stuffed, which is an incredible number. And that'll drop as the season goes on. It's still a fairly small sample size for this stuff, but uh, there's no doubt that they're a great running team. Mike Weber is the leading rusher. Uh, Urban Myers compared him to Carlos Hyde uh, more than Ezekiel Elliott, so a bit more of a banger. Uh, and you know, he's noted that he falls forward every time he he gets the ball. So uh, even if, when you tackle him, he's still falling forward for two or three additional yards, which makes a huge difference talking yeah. about getting them into third and long situations, which Bill Connolly uh, of SB Nation, really a tremendous writer on college football. He pointed out that Ohio State's quote unquote weakness might be third and medium to third and long passing situations uh they're not exceptionally good at that and they don't have a a ton of proven options a wide receiver but the trick is going to be getting them into getting them into those pro- in situations because the running game is so good you know outside of just mike weber you've got curtis samuel who leads the big 10 in all purpose yards they look to give him the ball and all kinds of situations he'll get handoffs he'll get sweeps he'll get screen passes he'll get you know lined up as a traditional receiver Uh, they're going to get him the ball however they can, and part of that's in the running game. He's averaging over eight yards a carry. Uh, And then JT Barrett, obviously not a slouch running the ball either. Uh, He leads the team in rushing touchdowns. So uh, it's going to be very difficult for Indiana to run so far, much better than I thought they'd be at this point in the season against the run, giving up only 140 yards per game. But this is definitely the toughest test. Uh, of a running game that they're going to see all season
1: Uh, definitely and um you know you go back to uh Curtis Samuel I I think he's um he's awesome he's an awesome player uh but I think I you you know saw a little bit of that with RJ Shelton this this uh past weekend where Michigan State used him at wide uh, as a traditional receiver saw him get the shovel pass on the um, on the jet sweep action stuff like that, so hopefully that you know prepares defenders to to defend a guy like uh, Curtis Samuel. Now Curtis Samuel is a much better all around player than than R.J. Shelton, but Shelton is still uh, pretty darn good and used in a lot of the same ways. Uh, T.J. My first key to the game uh, is is, uh, is red zone scoring. Um, Ohio State is a ridiculous twenty one of twenty three. Uh, in the red zone, I believe there are two stops. one came last week on downs and the other one came at the end of the half against uh oklahoma they They score a lot of touchdowns down there and um it's it's gonna be tough uh, to stop them but uh on the flip side, Indiana has to do a better job of getting points in the red zone uh we've all seen the struggles that um, that Indiana has had uh they you know, you saw it last week, and they they still pulled out a victory. Where they uh, they did not look good in the red zone. They they um, missed a couple kicks. Um, they over uh, shot a pass on fourth down, and and things like that. Those are the plays that that IU will need to have. They cannot um, they cannot miss field goals like they did against Michigan State. Uh, they cannot afford to miss fourth and twos, um, or third and twos, uh, inside the opponent's five yard line. Uh, right now, uh, Indiana is nine to 14 in the red zone. Ohio state's 21, of t- uh, 23, 17 of those Ohio state point scoring opportunities are touchdowns while only six for, for Indiana. So Ohio state, if, you know, if Indiana can hold them to field goals or keep them out of the red zone, um, that would be tremendous, uh, but when Indiana gets into the red zone, they, they need to take advantage. They need to get something going because even 9 of 14, you're still missing five, um, five scoring opportunities where even if you get three points, I know you're leaving four on the field, but even when you're getting three, you still got something to show for your offensive drives and that would have been huge last week against Michigan State and it's gonna be huge to to keep this this team in the game um and and fighting until the end is it's just get points when you can. Um T J any any other keys to the game?
2: Yeah I mean I I'll comment on, on the, the red zone. I I do think that uh we are going to see quite a bit that this is what I'm hoping for. I think we're gonna see quite a bit of uh of Tyler in the red zone um this this week and I that's what I'm hoping for and I'm hoping it's effective because I do think it can be a, a really good red zone option for Indiana. Uh particularly short yarded situations. I I would I I know that they tried him with the pass and I I'm sure we'll see that at some point again this season.
1: Yeah, and I don't I'm sure think we'll it was
2: see. that bad of a play
1: call. I mean, everybody's killing it. No, I don't him, either. But no. Redding they, they was they wide open. They got good open. penetration on that. It was Michigan State maybe, read it
2: well. They got good penetration on it. And I, good you penetration.
1: Know, it was, He's yeah, a true rushed
2: it.
1: His mind is going a million miles an hour, and he rushed the throw. Um, yeah. You'll definitely see that play again. I don't think it's one yeah. where, where you, um, you know, just throw it out like the the Eric Toth. Uh, fake punt last year, um, which no. is actually blocked well. But um, it, it's one of those things that you're going to see again. Uh, continue.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I, I think you'll see more direct snaps to him. I think you'll see him. I, I just I think he's going to be a big part of the red zone package that Indiana has, um, and I, I'm hoping to see how effective that can be on Saturday. Hopefully Indiana gets lots of red zone opportunities so we can see that. Ohio State has not given up very many of those this season so it'd be a good sign if Indiana was able to get into the red zone often. I um, think we'll see more of that uh, and I, I would not mind seeing uh, some targets go to the tight ends in the red zone. We have really not seen that at all. Uh, Ian Thomas did get targeted by Nate on that play but um, he didn't have a chance to make a play on the ball, uh, and we've seen very little action towards uh, towards Danny Friend um, or Austin Doris or Ian Thomas and other situations, so I wouldn't mind seeing them um, get an opportunity to make some plays in the red zone as well, uh, especially without Simi Cobbs. You're, you're down a big target as a wide receiver. Nick Westbrook has proven to be you know a star in the making, but... Um, I think those bigger targets with the the tight ends could be a good option this week as well. But uh, another key of the game for me uh, is going to be, you know, being careful of this Ohio State secondary. I think it is the strength of their defense right now. Uh, They have not gotten an incredibly good pass rush. They do have some good ends. Uh, They've got Joey Bosa's younger brother. Um, and they have Tyquan Lewis, and they've got uh, Hubbard. They, they've got some, some good pass rushers, but no one that has proven to be a game wrecker yet. Uh, their game wreckers are, are in the secondary. Um, they have a pair of guys, Marshawn Lattimore and Malik Hooker, that have been tremendous thus far. Combined for 12 passes deflected, six pass breakups, uh, and combined for six interceptions Uh, each of them have three and that's you know through four games and they they have not played the entire game in a couple of those blowouts so you're really looking at probably about 180 minutes of game time uh, that they've they've been out there competing and I mean Hooker also has one and a half tackles for loss and he tackles uh, Ohio State had to replace a lot in that secondary, and the guys that have stepped up are Hooker and Lattimore, and, and they've... I, Indiana, you know, I know that Legault, for the most part, has, has done a good job of taking care of the ball, but if if Ohio State is able to force him into any kind of mistake, they're probably going to capitalize on it um, because that's secondary. That's what they've done so far, 11 turnovers total. Uh, and six of those came in one game. But still, it's a very dangerous secondary. They call themselves the silver bullets that defense does. And there's a reason for it. It's because they're really fast. And when they get a chance to make a play, they typically do. So that's going to be really important for Indiana to take care of the ball, uh, not make any critical mistakes. um, Because if you do, Ohio State is going to drop a potential interception or uh, miss out on an opportunity to make a play. And if you let them start going downhill on you to where you have to be one dimensional to try to get back into a game, uh, you don't have a chance. So uh, that's my second key to the game is, you know, taking care of the ball, especially being really careful with
1: that secondary. Yeah, that's secondary. It's it's one of our matchups. It's our matchup to watch, actually. Uh, from Alex yeah. Compton's, I use receivers against uh, the OSU secondary, and and what it's going to come down to is, you know, can these receivers make competitive plays against a very aggressive secondary, and can yep. Richard Lego, um, not, you know, have that hiccup of a, of a throw, um, the there was one or two throws against Wake Forest and then the one throw against Michigan state in the end zone. Um, you know, it doesn't need to complete a hundred percent of his passes, but if you don't see anybody open, it might not be the best idea to try and fit the ball into the tight window and, and just either right. you know, scramble or, or throw the ball away and, and live to play another, another down. Um, but these, these receivers for IU need to make, uh, competitive plays on the ball they're going to have to come back um, and and get hands on the ball and and you know get that reception and and earn it um, uh, TJ but you know they also to note that four of these interceptions have been returned for touchdowns so yep you know it, it's it, you can't give away the ball especially on the road at a place like Ohio State um, and you know the yeah. the offense is going to have to take care of the ball. And then, you know, on the flip side, you'd like to see Indiana take the ball away a couple of times. You know, JT Barrett only has two interceptions, but I, I was watching the Bowling Green game again, and there were a couple times where Bowling Green defenders drop picks. Um, and I, I think Matt Millen was doing that game. He was talking about a hitch uh, in in JT Barrett's throw where if you disguise disguise the defense – um a certain way and and show blitz, but back into coverage he has a tendency to kind of double clutch and and get in trouble that way so you know it, it they're not invincible um no team in college football is invincible um but it's going to be very very difficult to to knock this um to knock this team off and IU is going to have to play um a perfect game and and that's you know it's not it help yeah, and get some help. You're going to have to probably have Ohio State play. You know, they can't play. If they both teams play their A game, Ohio State's going to win. If IU plays their A game and Ohio State plays their B game, maybe a B-minus game, IU has, has a real shot to going in there and, and knocking them off. Um, I think, you know, this is the best team they've played at home all, all year. Um, you know, Rutgers didn't do much. Um, and they're missing their best player. So I, I think, yeah. you know, if you're a betting man, uh, I, I think that 29-point spread looks real juicy to take the points with IU. Um, but, you know, it, it's a game that can get out of hand quickly. And you could see it yeah. with, with um, one of the things was Ohio State has scored a lot of points right before halftime. And you, you see it in the NFL with the Patriots and Bill Belichick where they'll defer to the second half. And then all of a sudden, your team's in the game, team's in the game. You have to punt it with a minute and a half left in the half. They go right down the field, score a field goal, score a touchdown, and then take the ball in the second half, score, score more points. And all, all of a sudden, a, a seven-point game turns into, a, you know, a 20-point game or, or a 14-point game, uh, something like that. So I think, you know, that the final key of the game is, you know, those last few minutes of the half um, – Got to, got to shut them down. Got to keep them off the, keep them off the board, and then keep it going through the second half. If, if you let uh, Ohio State score right before the half, and and if they get the ball at after halftime, um, right after halftime, and let them score, this game will get out of hand quickly, and um, it might not be fun to watch. So, um, that's that's my take on the game. Um, anything yeah, else? And TJ? that's not only.
2: You. Yeah, that's not only on the defense either. That The offense is going to play a role in that too. Uh, you know, if you're extending your drives by converting third downs, obviously keeps Ohio State's offense off the field, but it's particularly important in those end-of-half uh, situations where, you know, if you have a chance to uh, stay on the field, you need to take it as opposed to punting, like you said, to Ohio State with, minute and 30 or two minutes left and giving them a chance to tear down the field quickly. Uh, if they have a chance to, odds are they probably will. They'll take advantage of it. They have so far, no reason to think that'll stop. So uh, that's on both the defense and the offense to, to manage manage the game really well uh, to give yourself a chance to execute and uh, and be in the game at the end of it.
1: Yeah and that's you know what what was encouraging last week was that IU yeah. I thought managed the game very well um it was maybe a little conservative but it kept them in it kept them in the game kept them alive um and, and then they had that second half offensive explosion um so hopefully uh, you know this doesn't get out of hand too quickly uh, if you know it, like any underdog um Coming into a game against the number two team in the country like this, the longer you stay competitive in the game, the more belief you have um sure you have to to win the game and, and you've seen it it's kind of cliche, but you know if Ohio State does not put this team out at, you know out of it early, Indiana's going to stick with them, and now they've gotten over the hill they they you know as we said on monday they they changed the headline. The headline on you know on Saturday could have been the Hoosiers blow it again lose Brad in overtime you know here we you know here we go again season's over they they changed it it was you know monumental win Hoosiers you know shock Spartans uh, stuff like that they've gotten over that hill they know they can do it now uh, the evidence yeah. is there and so you know if you have another game where it comes down to a, a first and goal uh, to tie the game or to win the game. Uh, IU has the self-belief now that they could do it and they have the, that they, they have done it and they have the evidence that they've done it. So, um, you know, if I'm an Ohio state fan, I'm I'm a little nervous going into this one uh, in terms of Indiana's given us the last couple of years, um, and if if they start leaving Indiana around in this game, it it's gonna they're gonna be on pins and needles in, in the horseshoe next week.
2: That's possible. Yeah, it is possible. I I I um I think that the win percentage heading into this
1: it's on uh,
2: ESPN, that two, yeah okay yeah so two point, know, two point three like, percent. Uh, okay, well you now, like what Christmas said, you're saying there's a chance so yep. yeah I'm saying there is a chance it's a very small one like I said at the start of the podcast what I'm looking for is for a good performance um, you know a a performance that you know the defense gets some stops makes some things happen make Ohio State's offense a little uncomfortable at times um, for the offense to you know do something that the other offenses haven't done against Ohio State yet this year and and give their defense a little bit of adversity. You know, I'm I'm just hoping Indiana can put some actual game pressure on Ohio State. It's something they haven't really had yet. They jumped out to lead on Oklahoma, and we're never really threatening that one either. So they haven't really dealt with any game pressure. So I'm hoping Indiana can do that and, you know, stay healthy and uh, and get to Nebraska with – and the significance of that win over Michigan State is not going to be erased by anything that happens on Saturday in Columbus. That being said – Indiana can well, continue. It shouldn't,
1: it shouldn't be erased right. by anything yeah. that'll happen in Columbus. Will fans freak out? Maybe because well, they're fans. Um, yeah. But you, you're right in terms of there's logically nothing you could do on the field in terms of a loss. I mean, they could lose a hundred to nothing, um, and, and I I still I would still feel good about this team going to next week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ohio State. If that's what happened, then I think the narrative should be, Ohio State's incredible, not, oh, Indiana's win over Michigan State was just a total fluke. No, I don't I don't think that's the case. That being said, you would feel even better about the rest of the season, which, really, there's only one more game like this Ohio State game, and I, I don't think that it matches what Indiana's up against with Ohio State, either. It, it's at Michigan, um, and at Michigan has not looked as good as Ohio State has, so there's only one more game like that. And the rest of the way you're dealing with either games where you're favored or I think relative toss-ups and then a big underdog at Michigan. Um, So for me, just a a good performance is going to make me feel that much better uh, about how, you know, we line up uh, against Nebraska for for homecoming uh, October 15th. So, uh, you know, like you said, stay healthy, be competitive, put a good performance together. Um you know, you do those things, you give yourself a chance in the in the second half and that's all you can ask
1: for. Yep. Um, TJ, but uh before we get into uh predictions, I wanna talk a little bit about uniforms. Um sure. it was announced today that Indiana would have a new uniform for the Nebraska game. Um it's gonna incorporate the candy stripes that were you know, brought to IU by Doc Councilman and and Hobie Billingsley with the swim team, uh, and then made famous by um, you know Bob Knight and the basketball team. Uh, w- what are your first impressions?
2: Well, uh, you I, I didn't know about it. You texted me uh, and with a you know candy stripe uniforms, and uh, and I I was like, oh, what you know? Cause it we you know everybody has probably seen the images floating around of what a candy stripe uniform would look like uh, especially when Indiana broke out those new helmets like you know is this what's next and it was you know pretty garish like just candy stripe on the entire uniform and i was like oh no please don't let that be the case cuz it the the renderings were were pretty ugly but then go to the photo gallery on the on IU Hoosiers' uh, website and they've tweeted out pics as well uh, you've tweeted out some stuff also, um, and honestly, I, I, I think they look pretty good. I think they're tasteful. Uh, Adidas' alternate uniforms are really hit or miss, mostly miss, if I'm honest, uh, but I, I think these look pretty good, and I, I think having kind of a, I think a one-off once a season is a good idea. You know, it's something that that the players will get excited about uh, recruits, I guess, like this kind of thing. So that's great, um, and I, I fans will, you know, add a little extra buzz for that homecoming game to see how they look on the field. Uh, but I, I don't think they overdid it with the candy stripes. They're just kind of uh, a nod to them, really. And I, I think the white pants uh, with the script in the end on it looks great. A uh, very clean look, in my opinion. I'm not crazy about the helmets not having any type of, uh, any type of logo on them. It's just numbers. Um, I don't love that, but, uh, you know, there's kind of state flag, uh, rendering stuff in the background of the uniforms, uh, pretty simple chest marking with the IU logo, uh, just centered on the, on the chest right above the numbers. And then, you know, just the candy stripe knot on the, on the shoulders, um, Overall, I think Indiana and Adidas that combine to, to be responsible for this, I, I think it looks nice, and um, I love the look of the, the white pants with the red script and the red socks. Uh, I, I think overall it looks pretty good, and it sure could have been a heck of a lot worse. So if this is something you're going to do, a one-off per season is a different look, one-off per season, I, I'm, I'm good with this, uh, in this year's edition of it for the homecoming game, which makes perfect sense really.
1: Yeah, it does. Um and, and I you know what when it, when I saw the, the tweet come out I I I had just seen the the, the top of the uniform and I was like oh Right. Uh oh, here we right. go. Um just like you. But you know, after looking at the at the pictures, it, it's I I think it's a good look. Um, and, and you know, I, I know, I know Nick is going to be happy because they uh, matched the fonts on the numbers on the jer- jerseys and the numbers on the helmets. So they fixed a yeah. lot of the things that you know were wrong with the um, having the numbers on the helmets and the jerseys from last year. But I, you know, it, it's it's a nice look for them. It's it kind of separates them from the rest of the Adidas schools in in the Big Ten, where you know it kind of if you saw Nebraska play Northwestern Nebraska had those ice uniforms as well and they look exactly like Indiana um except for the yeah, red end on
2: looked. the helmet it, it,
1: yeah it looked exactly kept yeah it looked cookie cutter and you know we're going to do this for every team but i think adidas did a great job here um and whoever worked with iu football into you know not making them all candy stripe you know, right. maybe, you know, people want to see, you know, people have tweeted at, at me that they wanted to see candy striped socks. I like the subtle nod to it on, on the shoulders. It's something that, you know, to me, the candy stripes are a basketball tradition and, you know, you want to, I, I get combining the, the, the traditions and, a, and making a school tradition, but it is a basketball tradition and it's okay to have separate traditions but this is uh, a nod it, to it. I, I like that, um, and I like that it, it could. You know, you know, it, it, the overall feedback I've gotten from it is great, um, and, and I, I. It looks like the helmet is chrome ish. I, I just I can't good, tell yeah. from from the pictures a hundred percent. Um, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see what it looks like under the lights. Um, uh, the three thirty game against Nebraska that's going to be on national TV on ABC, and so this I, I don't know if that played into into it or um, if they had uh, something like this just geared up ready to go um, already, but it, it's it's a sharp look. I, I the pants are great. I love the the script Indiana yeah. as well, TJ, yeah. um, and, and the Red Sox are sharp. So you know we'll see. Look, my attitude is, look, if they win, they're great uniforms. If they lose, they're trash and you could burn them. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's all about, uh, you know, if you feel good, you play good. Um, hopefully the uh, the the players, you know, look good, feel good, play good. Um, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. I think the uniforms this week, yeah. TJ, are going to be the all-white. um yep. Tops and bottoms with the uh, with the two tone um, helmet, probably with the state flag. Uh,
2: okay. I mean, I yeah. I wish they wouldn't wear the state flag for out of state games. We talked about that, but uh, all white is what it's going to be for sure. Since you know Ohio State's the scarlet and gray at home, so um, the all white, which I I don't don't mind that at all. It's a good look. But uh, I will say, just a, a very quick uniform rant on uh, on Oregon uh, what they are doing is really ridiculous they have uh, they're now wearing a different uniform every week not just different colors they're wearing like totally different schemes every week uh, complete with Adobe Spark presentations that look really sleek and they're you know, explaining the, the tradition and the history behind why they're wearing what they're wearing and this week they are wearing uh a navy and yellow um colors of another Pac twelve team in Cal. Uh navy and yellow with a uh a beaver on you know, part of their, their state flag has a beaver on it. Uh and they're wearing this these state flag things and I, I mean you would have no clue that they were Oregon. You would have no clue. So what I like about I use alternate uniforms you can still tell they're Indiana, uh, yes. which is important to me. I, I think when 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 schools go alternate uniforms and you have to kind of you know do a double-take to find out who exactly they're representing.
1: Yeah, when you have to you know, check the to info TV. button on the TV to right. see who's playing, right. like, it's not who's good.
2: Yeah. yeah, right, and you can still tell these are Indiana, so I'm pleased about that.
1: Yep. All right, prediction time, TJ. What's your prediction for Saturday?
2: I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go with the, the Buckeyes to win. Um no surprise there. Uh I do think Indiana will will be closer than what that spread has um and I'll go with uh with Ohio State. I think Indiana does do a little better defensively than most teams have done against Ohio State, but I I don't want whatever Ohio State does offensively to have people saying, Oh, see, Indiana's defense still sucks. No, Ohio State's going to wreck people all year with their offense. It it will say nothing negative about Indiana's defense if Ohio State has a big day. Like the Buckeyes will have a pretty big day, but Indiana will force them to a couple field goals. So I'm going to go with a uh, 45 for Ohio State and a 24 for Indiana. So Indiana to get within 21 uh, and Find a way to get uh, to get 24 points. will some of that be late to make it look a tad bit closer than it was. I don't know, but I I do think Indiana is at least somewhat competitive on Saturday. I don't think Ohio State fans will be sweating, uh, but I, I think Indiana will will account themselves fairly well.
1: Well, I I had the same exact score prediction, so um, <laughs> I, I, I I agree. I think something along the lines of 45. 45- you know, forty five twenty four or forty five twenty eight. Um something yeah, around something there. Like IU twenty to twenty
2: eight, yeah. 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 Uh,
1: um between there. Uh you're right. I think I, I see IU holding them to field goals. Um I don't think Ohio State's gonna be uber aggressive um in the red zone going forward on fourth downs. Um and, and this uh, you know as good as Rutgers defense was they had no offense. Um and And all of that, and you know this ohio state team is very very good um so yep. I, I i think uh you know forty five twenty four uh it, it covers the spread I, I think the game's close and ohio state pulls pulls away late uh but you know who who knows it, it, anything could happen uh in in the college football but um i'll go on record with you i agree with you uh forty 45- five you know, forty five twenty four is is my official prediction, and uh, you know, hopefully there are no injuries, and you could get out right. out of the out of uh, Columbus clean and and, and go on uh, to the rest of your season.
2: Yeah, and we I I'd love to see uh love to see Dan Feeney back out there. We know Demetri Camille is going to be out uh, possibly he for the rest be of the season. But, yeah,
1: um, he had back feet. surgery with a, a bulging right. disc. Uh, Wilson mentioned he, his season is in jeopardy. Um, So you really can't get a a straight answer out of Wilson about injuries, Um, but hopefully Feeney's back. Uh, Hopefully Cole is back.
2: Um,
1: You know, even without Feeney, this offensive line has played pretty well. Um, And and we'll see, uh, we'll see what they do. Uh, And, you know, it's, it's, a three thirty kick, it's on ESPN, uh, a lot of eyeballs will be on Indiana, which is good, um, but it, it's one game. And, you know, as close as we played them last year, that one game came, became two losses, which became more losses, um, actually it yeah. became six losses. Um, so, you know, this it's one game. And if IU ends up losing, you know, by 35 points, just flush it and move on to the next one. I think that staff has, has been pretty good at doing that. Uh, and, you yep. know, we'll see. Maybe maybe we'll see a little diamant sprinkled into uh, the offense in terms of uh, gadget plays. If this is, you know, if you're going to open up the playbook, this is the game to do it. Um, this is the game to put things on tape for others to prepare for. Uh, it's yep. uh, You know, you may be able to get some, I don't want to call it cheap, but, you know, cheap points. Uh, in terms of plays, and, and Xander has has played some of his best ball against Ohio State uh, in his career. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe there's something going on there. Maybe you see him come in uh, in a special special package, uh, and and uh, maybe continue to see what Ken Bikoff is calling the uh, the big lunch bunch uh, with Nate and uh, Clyde Newton. So uh, that will do it for yeah. the show. TJ, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy Saturday. And we'll talk on uh, on Monday. Absolutely.
2: It's yep. always a pleasure to be on. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
1: All right. That does it for our IU-OSU pregame show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be live from Columbus on Saturday. So follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Uh, keep coming back to uh, HoosierHuddle.com. We have plenty of content on this game, keys to the game, uh, matchup to watch. Uh, We'll have our primer out on Friday and enjoy the rest of your day. There's no
0: distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.